This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we've packed a number of shows together to give you some highlights. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Thank you for being with us today. Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. I'm your guest host, Brian Pickrell with Vox Valens Media where we edit and promote podcasts. And today we'll dive into an exciting and surprisingly underutilized medium, podcasting. The topic why you need to consider maybe starting your own podcast. But first let's look at the rise of podcast. Podcasting isn't new, but its potential seems to be just getting recognized. And as of our last check, there are around 2 million podcasts a number that's grown exponentially in the past few years, but why? So what, what is fueling this podcast renaissance? Well, much of it concerns accessibility and the audience preferences. You have smartphones and the internet have made producing and distributing podcasts easier than ever, and people seem to love them. Studies show that over 50% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast with a growing percentage becoming regular listeners. So what is the business benefits of doing a podcast? So what, what does this mean for your business? Well, there's plenty as it turns out. Starting a podcast can bring many benefits from brand awareness to customer engagement to thought leadership. So let's break down a few of these benefits. Firstly, podcasts can boost brand awareness in a big way. Podcasts allow business to speak directly to their audience, providing valuable content, reinforcing brand messaging and values. This helps the company to stand out in a crowded, crowded market. And then secondly, podcasts can help build a loyal customer base. So when listeners tune in regularly, they connect with the brand more deeply. This fosters loyalty, leading to repeat customers and brand advocates. Another benefit that podcasts position businesses as thought leaders in their industry. A well-researched, insightful podcast can demonstrate your expertise and give your brand more credibility, attracting new customers and potential partners. Let's look at a few businesses that have successfully implemented podcasting into their strategy, not to mention their real estate syndication show in LifeBridge Capital. One that we can think of is Shopify, for example. They host the Shopify Masters podcast where successful entrepreneurs share their experiences and tips. And not only does it provide valuable content for its listeners, but it also subtly promotes Shopify as a platform for successful e-commerce. And then there's Work Life. It's a work life podcast by organizational psychologist Adam Grant, sponsored by TED. This show delves into the science of work and how to make work fun. It's a brilliant example of company leveraging podcasting to share valuable insights, but fostering a deeper connection with its audience. Now, something you need to know, there is a right way to podcast. You might wonder, how can I start a successful podcast for my business? Well, there's a few key steps to keep in mind. First, define your target audience and your content strategy. What topics will you cover? How will they align with your brand and appeal to your audience? Second, invest in decent equipment and decent editing software or an editing company like Vox Valen Media because good audio quality 
is essential in podcasting. Lastly, promote your podcast on various platforms. And remember to engage with your listeners. This will help you build a robust and loyal listener base. There are a lot of business benefits, and they're pretty clear. They provide a unique personal way to connect with customers, boost brand awareness, and establish your business as a thought leader. So if you're a business owner or marketer yet to venture into podcasts, now might be the perfect time to start. Now I want to give you five practical steps to start a successful podcast. So let's dive deeper into the practical strategies to kickstart your podcast. First, let's reiterate the importance of identifying your target audience. Do a deep dive analysis. Who are they? What are their interests? And how do these overlap with your business's goals and products? Knowing your audience enables you to curate content that resonates with and guides your marketing efforts. Next, plan your content. Remember, your podcast should offer value to your listeners. You might opt for interviews with industry leaders, discussions on trending topics, or an advice-based range. Remembering to brainstorm captivating episode titles, this can significantly impact the number of people who decide to listen. Lastly, pay attention to the power of consistent release schedule. Regularly publishing episodes gives your audience something to look forward to and helps build a loyal listenership over time. You may go ahead and film several and record several episodes before ever launching. Now let's talk about the power of collaboration. Podcasts are a fantastic platform for collaboration. Having guests on your podcast can lead to cross-promotion, reaching new audiences, and growing your listenership. Consider inviting industry leaders relevant influencers or customers to share their insights and experiences. This can enrich their content and foster community around your brand. Podcast is also great for B2B. So let's remember the potential of podcasts for B2B businesses. Like B2C businesses, B2B companies can use podcasts to showcase industry expertise, share insights, and build relationships. Moreover, for many B2B businesses, podcasting can be an excellent tool for lead generation. A well-produced podcast can attract potential customers to learn more about your products or services. Now let's think a little bit about the future of podcasting. Honestly, the future of podcasting seems pretty bright. Technology continues to advance, and the appetite for audio content remains strong. As smart speakers become more commonplace, the ease and convenience of consuming podcasts will only increase. And we might also see more hybrid models of podcasting where audio content is combined with video or interactive elements. This could create even more engaging experiences for listeners, providing businesses new ways to connect with their audience. It's clear that Podcasting offers vast potential for businesses for expanding brand awareness to building customer loyalty, showcasing expertise to generating leads with thoughtful planning, meaningful content, and a willingness to adapt and grow. And your business could reap the many benefits of podcasting. I want to talk a little bit about the importance of finding your voice and understanding maybe your purpose and content. And a lot of listeners and even a lot of guests that have been on the show have made the transition from uh, maybe a, an eight to four, nine to five job, and they find themselves in in real estate and, and really trying to find a greater purpose. And, and maybe you sense that calling early on to something uh, uh, you went to school for, it, you got a degree for it, and you had been 
serving in that capacity for years. I, I know that's my case. I, I was in full-time ministry for 17 years, and I've been doing that still and consider myself um, a believer and in, in finding opportunities to teach and, and preach. But there was sort of a, a crisis, a crossroads that came when I wasn't in full-time ministry, then what is my purpose? And no one understanding that where I'm at and what I'm doing in my job, that does not define my purpose and, and who I am. If you think about it, we're, we're two extremes when it comes to defining our purpose and what it is that we're supposed to be doing. We're either one extreme or the other where we're either under or overviewing, over uh, over explaining what we're meant to be doing, whether that's, uh, you know, I, I'm meant to help people or I, I'm meant to, uh, you know, just to be a good person or I'm meant to make disciples. Or we make it so specific that unless we're doing that, we're not fulfilling any purpose. So that could be I'm I'm supposed to be a doctor. I'm supposed to be a teacher. I'm supposed to be an athlete. But what happens when you can't do that anymore? What if you can no longer physically perform surgeries? What if you're no longer able to teach? But what if you don't have that ability to play sports anymore? Do you lose your purpose in life? I think a lot of times we have either tied our purpose so close to a job or a title that if we lose that title, then we lose our purpose. I really want to encourage you to think about what is it that defines who you are? What is it that defines maybe your business? That you can find yourself that whatever context you're in, whatever vocation you find yourself in, whatever place you find yourself in, that you're still fulfilling a purpose. And as a matter of fact, you're fulfilling your purpose. And so I really believe that is something that's been helpful in, in, in my life is sort of narrowing down that whether I am teaching or preaching or full-time ministry or whether I'm uh, designing a logo or talking on a podcast, what is it something that is something that I am going to be continuing doing? And I think that is uh, having that understanding identifying a list of things that you're good at. I know this is going to be really awkward and hard for you, but but get a list. Make a list of the things that you're actually really good at and label all of them. List them all out and begin to look for similar patterns and adjectives. And as you begin to, to pull that out, culminate, what are those two words that you can bring this from. If you've heard this before, it's because it comes from Will Mancini's Unique. One of the things that I really got a hold of in this transition was this opportunity to look at who is it that I really am. And I came up with two words, and it's called reflecting reality. I really feel like that defines who I am and my purpose. So if I'm teaching, I'm reflecting truth and reflecting reality. If I'm creating something, whether that's through videography or photography or graphic design, I'm taking the element of truth and reflecting it in a way that elevates that so people can see it or hear it or understand it better. So think about in conjunction with today's podcast and maybe even starting a podcast, beginning to understand your purpose and these transitions that you may be considering that your identity has been so tied to this one position or, or one job that considering real estate or considering another occupation, 
is sort of leaving you, it's causing you a lot of distress. And I really want to give you a lot of freedom here that you can fulfill your purpose and it doesn't have to be that specific thing. The cool thing is, um, maybe I'm not in vocational ministry now. I still get the opportunity to minister to people every day. So it's a really cool opportunity to look at the way uh, that we're uh, functioning. And honestly, it could only be a season, but I don't think we ever lose our purpose in and out of seasons. And we just have to understand what season are we in, what stage of life are we in, and who are the people that are around us, and how can we make the most impact with the purpose that we were created to do and to be. And today we're going to be talking about equipment for starting a podcast. Whether you're a longtime listener with your own podcast and you're looking to upgrade your equipment, or someone who's thinking about starting a podcast, this episode will provide you with valuable insights and suggestions on getting started and growing your podcast. We do offer a video version of this episode, and I recommend hopping over to YouTube, searching for the Real Estate Syndication Show for a visual presentation, and we'll provide all the necessary links and purchasing information for the equipment discussed. But before we dive into the equipment review, I want to remind you about the podcasting editing services that we offer at Vox Valence Media. We can help you edit both your audio and video files, whether you record locally or through Zoom. We'll guide you through the onboarding process, assist with setup, and handle uploading your content to platforms like Buzzsprout and YouTube. Additionally, we provide social media management services, including creating reels, thumbnails, and social graphics to promote your podcast consistently. If you're interested, schedule a call with us today to learn more about our operations and how we can assist you. Today, we'll be looking at two microphones specifically, the MV7 and the MV7X, along with the MV7 podcast kit and a third budget mic at the end. It's actually the mic that I'm using today. We'll also be discussing the Rodecaster Pro and some of the accessories. These mics offer a more budget-friendly option compared to what our host Whitney typically uses. We'll also discuss some accessories that complement these microphones and can help you make an informed decision. First, let's talk about the MV7X podcast microphone. This is a high quality microphone from Shure and it looks great. It may not be the cheapest option available out there, but it does do the job. It's important to note that microphone, this microphone is XLR only, meaning it requires an additional sound device such as a soundboard that can receive this type of connection. If you're planning to connect directly to your computer, this microphone not, might not be suitable. However, if you're setting up a soundboard and need multiple consistent microphones, the MV7X is a cheaper and excellent choice. It's a budget mic compared to Whitney's preferred microphone, the Shure SM7B, but it still delivers exceptional performance. The microphone comes with a mount that's attached that can be easily attached to an arm or a tripod. Next, let's explore the MV7 podcast kit. This kit offers more accessories and versatility. The microphone includes an XLR adapter, allowing you to connect it to a soundboard or the Rodecaster Pro. It's a great option if you plan to use it for Zoom or Google Meets, in addition to podcast recording. The kit also includes a high-quality tripod from the Manfrotto brand, ensuring stability and convenience during your recordings. 
This all-in-one setup is incredibly easy to assemble. It doesn't require the Rodecaster Pro. It doesn't require an additional soundboard, which we'll discuss shortly. The MV7 microphone has input audio signals displayed on its exterior, and it features XLR and USB outputs, as well as a headphone jack. This allows you to monitor your audio and listen to your guest or co-host in real time. Now, let's talk about the Podcast Pro arm. This portable arm is commonly used by podcasters and offers a great flexibility. It can be easily mounted on any flat desk service, providing a sturdy or space-saving solution. You can attach the microphones that we discussed earlier directly to the arm, and it even includes an XLR cable with the arm itself. This setup minimizes cable management and simplifies your recording space. And if you prefer, you can always upgrade to a higher quality XLR cable, but the included cable is of good quality. We also love this set because of its portability. If you're considering where can I put my podcast and you don't have a dedicated service, this is a great option to have microphones on the go. Now we're gonna dive into the Rodecaster Pro 2. It's an integrated audio production studio. Well, this may, this may be more advanced than what someone starting out would typically use. It's worth reviewing because it is what Whitney uses in-house. The Rodecaster Pro 2 comes with preamps, which allows you to directly plug in the Shure microphone and the XLR inputs, eliminating the need for additional power sources or adapters. The Rodecaster Pro 2 features four inputs, a Bluetooth option, and two outputs. It offers both USB-C and the ability to directly connect the Shure microphone. You have the option to record externally using an SSD drive with a USB-C cord, or you can record directly to your computer. Additionally, the Rodecaster Pro 2 has a slot for a mini SD card, enabling dual recording. This is especially useful if you're hosting a podcast and you want to ensure uninterrupted recording without constantly checking it to see if it's functioning properly. The device excels in this area and provides excellent recording capabilities. One of the standout features of the Rodecaster Pro 2 is its pre-programmed settings. It comes with presets for various microphones, including the Shure MV7. These presets alleviate the need to manually adjust equalization settings for your highs and your lows. While you do have the flexibility to customize the settings based on your voice, straight out of the box, the Rodecaster Pro 2 delivers an impressive audio experience. Additionally, the device allows you to program sound effects into the illuminated squares on its side. If you're performing or streaming live, you have the ability to play intros or outros or musics or even have sound effects right at your disposal. Another fantastic feature is the ability to save settings for different shows or guests. If you have multiple shows or varying formats, you can save individual settings for each scenario. So for example, if one show involves three guests while another is a solo episode, you can preset and save the mic volumes, the EQs and other parameters. And when it's time for your next recording session, you simply load the appropriate settings, you select the show and you're ready to go. This level of convenience and customization enhances your podcasting experience 
which is why we recommend the Rodecaster Pro 2. While the Rodecaster Pro 2 is an excellent choice for taking your podcast to the next level, it's important to note that it's not the only option available. It is a little pricey. So many external recorders allow you to connect your XLR microphone directly and record onto the device. Alternatively, you can bypass the Rodecaster Pro 2, connect your microphone directly to your computer. So these options are worth considering, especially if you're just starting out and looking for a more cost-effective solution. However, if you're seeking to expand, accommodate more guests, and have a self-sustaining setup that requires minimal effort, the Rodecaster Pro 2 is a fantastic choice. Now to a budget mic that I wanna share with you. If you're looking for a more budget-friendly option, I recommend the Samsung Q2U microphone. It's available online on Amazon around 60 bucks, and it can be paired with a really nice heavy-weighted stand or if you want an arm that you want to attach to it for stability. I'm using the onstage stand and it gives a really nice professional look. While the included stand might be a little flimsy, they can suffice if you don't have any other options. The Samsung microphone delivers a professional sound quality and a sleek professional appearance, especially if you have to buy multiple mics for multiple guests. Finally, I want to leave you with some final tips when considering equipment for your podcast. Tip number one. Define your needs and budget. Start by understanding your podcasting goals and the type of content you'll be producing. Determine the features that you require. Set a budget that aligns with your financial capabilities. This will help narrow down your options and prevent overspending. Tip number two, research and read reviews. So take the time to research different brands and models of podcasting equipment. Read the reviews from reliable sources. Contact fellow podcasters to gain insights into the performance, the durability, the user experience, all of the equipment that you're interested in. Tip number three, consider your recording environment. Assess the acoustics and the noise level of your recording space. If you're in a noisy environment, consider microphones with good noise rejection capabilities. If your room has poor acoustics, look for equipment that can help mitigate echo and background noise. Tip number four, connectivity and compatibility. Ensure that the equipment you choose is compatible with your existing recording setup. Consider the connectivity options such as a USB, the XLR, or Bluetooth, and make sure they align with your recording interface or computer. You want to make sure that if you're going to start a podcast, that it's something that is quick and easy and doesn't take a lot of time to set up. Tip number five, future-proof your investment. Think about the future growth of your podcast. Will you be conducting interviews with multiple guests? Will you need to expand your equipment setup? So consider investing in equipment that allows for scalability and accommodates your future needs. Well, that wraps up our review of podcasting equipment today. I hope you found these recommendations helpful as you consider starting or upgrading your podcast. The right equipment can enhance your production value, but it's your unique voice and perspective that will truly captivate your audience. Remember at Vox Valens Media, we're here to assist you with your podcast editing, video editing, and social media management. Schedule a call with us to learn about how we can support you in your podcasting journey. We also didn't discuss cameras and the types of setup that you have in a podcast. So if you have a specific question about the setup that we're using today or recommendations, please leave your questions and comments in the comment section below 
and we'll try to have a future episode to address the ways that you can set up your camera and different types of camera that will be beneficial to you. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We hope to talk to you soon. Thank you.